Psalms 139, you found your place, say amen. amen. And let us stand for the reading of God's Word. Verse number 1, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sittings and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compass my path and my lying downs, and art acquainted with all my ways. For it's not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from my spirit, or whether shall I flee from my, thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and do dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. Lord, we just ask you the other words that we need to say, Lord. Uh, Lord, uh, hide me behind the cross. Use me, Lord. Open up the hearts and minds that we receive the message we stand in this morning. There are people here this morning that are hurting, suffering, and going through all kinds of things. But, Lord, you know that you are the one they need to call upon. And today we're going to call upon you, Lord. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. And we give you the glory and honor in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I was reading this the other day, and that it kind of struck to me. About the hand of God. I thought about uh, my children and my grandchildren. When they were young and they started walking, you probably know too, those who have children and grandchildren, you know, when they started walking, uh, uh, it, it was kind of like a shaky little thing for them. They'll take a step or two and then they'll plop right down. And, and they lost confidence in trying to walk. But what I usually would do, when they started walking, I'd hold my hand out. And when they grabbed that hand of mine, it was easy for them to just start walking. They'd walk a step with me, and I'd walk. They'd look at me, and they'd walk a step with me, and I just kept going. And it wasn't for long that they were walking by themselves. Amen. You've gone through that way. Y'all have all done that. We understand that. But can I tell you this, that God is the same way? He's wanting you to take your hand and put it in His hand. Uh, he said, I've got my hand out. You may be falling around. Uh, you may be going through some things. But all you got to do is put your hand in my hand and I'll walk with you this morning. Amen. Amen. All you got to do is put your hand in His hand and He'll walk with you this morning. He, he's our security blanket. So I see this hand of God in my life. We see the hand of God throughout all the scriptures you've read your Bible. It's a mighty hand. 
In fact, Genesis said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we see the hand of God in creation this morning. I, I believe with everything in my soul, the hand of God that created everything we know today is God. John said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. The same in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was anything made that was made. I, I can tell you from my heart today that this world didn't get here by two dust bowls running into each other. There was not no great big bang God spoke everything in existence. There's no such thing as evolution. I, I know when, I'm in, I, when I was in school as a young kid, and they probably still teach this, although it's all a lie, it's not the truth. They told me that I came from a monkey. Some of my relatives might have come from a monkey. <laughs> Well, they used to swing through the trees, I know that. But I, I, I would think about that when they tell me that, and I'm thinking about how in the world did I come from a monkey? It's not possible. It's not feasible. And I got to doubting that, and I had to find somebody to tell me the truth. I, I needed the truth. I, I searched for the truth, and finally someday a, a preacher got a hold of me, and I asked him, I said, hey, did I come from a monkey? He said, no, you didn't come from a monkey. I said, how did I get here? He said, God created you. He said, God created you. You didn't swing from no tree. You didn't come up from a pole, uh, pond as a tadpole and involved anything. There's no such thing as evolution. Because if it's evolution, we will still keep involving and involving and we're not involving no more. I believe the sovereign hand of God and everything we know today was created by that holy God. It was the hand of God that carved out the Grand Canyons. Uh, it was the hand of God that carved out the mountains. It's the hand of God that holds the sea. The Bible says He created the dry land. It was the, the hand of God that caused Adam to go into a deep sleep and He take and reach inside and grab that rib and form woman. It is the hand of God. I'm glad we can see the hand of God in creation. You walk out that door, you take a look around and try to explain everything that you see and you can't. It is the hand of God. We see the hand of God in creation, but we also see the hand of God in compassion. All throughout the scriptures, we see the types and illustrations of the hand of God being compassionate upon people. The hand of God. He laid his hand on the sick, the blind, the lame, and even the dead. He would touch them, and they were healed. The woman that was caught in the act of adultery, and they were about to stone her. And then Jesus walked up, and he started writing in the sand the hand of God. 
He said, if anyone without sin cast the first stone, we all know that he was without sin, and he was the only one that could cast the first stone. But as he wrote, the rocks start dropping down, and they start walking away. We see the compassionate hand of God throughout the Scriptures. I thank for the day that I met Jesus Christ. I did not find angry hands. I did not find hands that was giving me what I deserve. But rather I found hands of mercy. I found hands of grace. I found hands that loved me. He reached down further than I could reach up. And when I could not go to where he was, he came to where I was with tender compassion. Oh my, can you remember the day when you were hell bound and where you were at? But can you remember the time and place when the hands of God came to you where you at and showed up with compassion upon your soul? Thank God for the compassionate hands of God this morning. Some of you need the compassionate hand of God on you this morning. Then we see the hand of God at Calvary. The greatest moment as far as you and I are concerned is the day that Jesus was a man, but also God was suspended between heaven and earth. One hand reaching to heaven, one hand reaching for mankind on earth. And he made a bridge. We were separated from God. We couldn't get to God. We couldn't go to God. We had no way on our own to get to God. But Jesus died on that cross. And he made a way for you and I to go to God again. Whosoever will call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. Thank God for that hand at Calvary. When I was a sinner on my way to hell, that hand from Calvary touched my soul and he made me whole. Have you figured out what I'm preaching on this morning? The hand of God. In, in this scripture we just read, uh, there's three things I'd like to show you and uh, I'll let you go home. Uh, uh, there's three things in this scripture about the hand of God that we need to see. First of all, verse number five, we see the hands are upon you. Thou hast been uh, beset me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. You talk about that word upon. It puts a time and place that the hand of God was upon you. But it also gives the, uh, uh, the truth about this. There was a time and place that God's hand was not upon you. We can see here, he says, thy hand's upon me. But also, can I say, there's a place and time in our life that the hand of God was not upon us. Can I say there's nobody in this room born a Christian? There is nobody born in this room that was perfect. You weren't perfect enough, good enough to justify the law of God. 
you and I were hell bound with no way out. But one day in the midst of our sin, in the midst of our faults, there was a finding hand. There were hands that came looking for me and you. I, I thank God that he had an appointment with me. And he had a time and a place that he said, I will meet you there. I didn't know it. Uh, I didn't understand it. But somehow God arranged everything in my life to get me to the place that I needed to be that the hand of God could reach down and touch me. That unseen hand of God that came to where I was. You might not think so much about salvation, but if you understand it, some 2,000 years ago, Jesus on the cross, it was you and I was on his mind. And that hand came looking for you and I. And he came looking for us. With the righteous hand of God, we see, loves you enough to come to where you are in the midst of your sin, in the midst of your depravity, in the midst of your mess. He came to where you were and found your life. One day the Holy Ghost is going to come to you. He's going to lay His hand on you and it's going to cause you to get excited. It's going to bring salvation into your life. I am glad for the day that the hand of God was laid upon me. I got that salvation. I'm glad He reached inside of me and got rid of all the sin that's inside of me. I'm not perfect. I struggle. I make mistakes. But the hand of God is still upon me. I pray every day for my family. I don't want them to go to hell. I don't want to see them burning in the lake of fire forever and ever. But if they leave this world without God, hell will be their home. But I believe God will save them. Because the hands of God were finding hands. Some of us, he had to go way out to get to us. Every one of us had a life before we had salvation. Amen. Aren't you glad that we don't have a TV screen up here that we can plug into your mind and see exactly what you did before you found salvation? We'd have a payday in here, wouldn't we? Everybody would be dunking their heads, crying and shouting because we see what you were before God got a hold of you. I'll tell you what I was before God got a hold of me. I was a dirty, rotten sinner. Lost, hell bound. No good for nothing. I was rotten. Rotten. I was it. But let me tell you what, the day that God saved me, he changed my life. Like I said, I ain't perfect. I make mistakes. But that hand is still upon me. Amen. Let me ask you, you have the hand of God upon you this morning. Oh, I'll tell you what. Ain't that a wonderful feeling that you know you got that hand of God upon you and it's always going to be there for you. Amen. We see that. I believe that some of us, 
was so far lost in this world, it was a miracle for Jesus to find you. But I'm glad that Jesus came looking for you. He didn't just come looking for Sunday school kids. He didn't just come looking for preacher's kids or deacon's kids. He came to look for those who were lost and undone. Uh, he came looking in the ditches and the highways, uh, those down at the drug house, uh, down at the alcohol house. He came looking for everyone. It's not just some, but all kids. Whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ain't it amazing that Jesus can take a black heart Wash it in red and make it whiter than snow. That was my heart. That was my heart. I'm glad he came my way. He can make a difference in your life this morning. It wasn't the church that made a difference. It wasn't the preacher that made a difference in my life. But it was the blood of Jesus Christ that made a difference in my life. He found me in my mess, and he saved me. We see the hands are upon us. These hands are upon us. These hands lead us in verse 10. It says, even there shall thy hand lead me. Not only do the hands rest upon me, but these hands lead me along the way. These hands are upon you. These hands lead you. God has never saved one person just to sit in the pews and do nothing. You say, I can't sing. I can't preach. I can't teach. But there's something that you can do. The hands of God will lead you. It'll lead you along the path of this life. And it'll lead you in all truth in this world. Bible says these hands will steer us away from the pitfalls of life and toward the light of the truth. He, he will lead us to what we're supposed to do and steer us away from what we should not do. Let me say that again. He will lead us to what we're supposed to do and will lead us away from what we're not supposed to do. The things that we should not be doing, that we do. God said, if you let my hand in your hand, I will lead you away from those things that, that draw you away from me, draw your attention away from me, draw your mind away from me. I will lead you in the right direction. Problem is, we don't want the hand of God to lead us away from the things that we find pleasure in. You find pleasure in this world and the things that you do will send you to hell the lake of fire. But the hand of God will direct you and guide you in the path that you need to go. Amen. I, I believe most Christians have lost the sensitivity to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me say that one again. 
I believe most Christians, and that's what's said in here, most Christians, have lost the sensitivity to the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. God will try to tell you, God will try to, everybody in here says, I got a conscience. And when you do something you shouldn't do, and you know you do. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know you do things that you should not be doing. That is against the word of God, commandments of God, but yet you still do them. Because you don't care what the Holy Spirit says. Let me back up right now. Some of us don't have the Holy Spirit in us to be sensitive to Him. We're not born again. We're doing our own thing. We're walking our own way. We're living our own life. And we think we're good. But there's coming a day there's coming a day when you have to stand before an almighty God and try to give an account for the things you've done in this body. All the things, all the words you said, all the things you didn't do, uh, all those deeds you've done, you're going to have to give an account uh, and he's going to look at you. You don't have the blood of Jesus on you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. And it's a sad thing. There's, there's going to be Christians that hear that. Because of loss of sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Holy Spirit, the guiding of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Such a horrible place to be. We live our lives any way we want to. But I believe that a child of God that will tune his ear into heaven and say, God, I want you to guide me to where you want me to be. Keep me away from the dangers. Keep me away from the pitfalls. God, remind me things. God, show me things. I believe that somebody that will walk with God and talk with God will live in the divine presence of the Holy God and He will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you by the hand of God this morning. When's the, when's the last time you received heavenly instructions from God? Or let me ask it this way. When was the last time you obeyed heavenly instructions from God? Well, I've never heard anything from God. That's because you don't know him. <laughs> I'm just still waiting for him to speak. Have you read his word? You open that Bible and start reading, he'll speak to you. Oh, he'll speak to you. He'll guide you. He'll direct you. He'll point you in the way that you need to go. When was the last time you were standing by somebody that was lost? And the Spirit of God told you to say, hey, you stand in the line at Walmart getting ready to check out yourself. That's a job. You ain't got no more cashiers out there. You're checking out yourself. So you talk to yourself when you're standing there. Well, the last time you walked into Walmart and somebody's standing there talking to you and you look at their face, you know something wrong. You know they're not right. Uh, they're struggling. They're fighting. They're looking for them. And God spoke to your heart. Why don't you tell them about me? Why don't you say something about me? 
You say, well, I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want them to think that I'm crazy. I, I don't want them to think I'm, I'm something better. Well, you know, we all sinners. There ain't one of us here not a sinner. Some of us are saved by grace and some of us ain't. But when's the last time God directed you to a path to tell somebody about what God can do in their life and you chose not to do a thing about it? I don't want to stand before God and have to give an account. Well, I put this person in front of you. They needed the word that you had. They had something in their life that you could have spoke and you did not say a word. Man, what a place to be. What a place to be. These hands are upon us. These hands will lead us. This is the voice that will lead us. And if we listen to it, It'll keep you out of a mess. Think back. How many messes could you avoid if you just listened to the Word of God? Amen. Amen. I, I remember when I was a young boy. I, I, I wanted one of They had what they call them little mini bikes. I wanted one real bad. Real bad. I'd seen Evil Knievel. I'd seen him jump those things. I wanted me a minibike because I was going to become the next great Evil Knievel. I begged, I pleaded, and I pleaded, and I begged. And finally I got one, a little bitty blue one. My favorite color is blue. My grandpa said, you want me to show you what you need to do? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I've got this down pat. I've watched them so much on TV. I know exactly what to do. Start that thing up. And I jumped on there. All you got to do is go. Mun, mun. He said, okay. You go for it. I hit that thing. And I was going down the road. And I mean, I was boot getting it. And I, my hair was just flying in the wind, the wind blowing on me. But nobody told me how to steer it. <laughs> nobody told me there was brakes on those things. I thought they just stopped when they were supposed to stop. When something was in front of you, it was supposed to stop. It didn't stop. It was coming. And I was getting ready to go across a road, a crossroad over here on Smith Hill. Y'all know where Smith Hill is. There's a crossroad down there. And I was getting ready to cross that. And there was a tractor and trailer coming up that side. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to kiss that tractor and trailer. And about that time, we meet at the crossroad. But I was, I was small enough that I went right up under that. And I looked back like this and didn't see the fence that I hit. I said, oh my, because when it hit the fence, it broke through. We kept going down in the woods. I had my hand like this. It was not getting off. It was not, it, I mean, I'm like, somebody needs to pry my hand off this thing. Then when I finally hit a tree and it stopped me, 
My grandpa comes down and looks at me. He looked at me, and I'm thinking that he's going to give me comfort. I'm hurting. I'm thinking he's going to comfort me, and he looked at me and said, you ready to listen? <laughs> Can I tell you God's the same way? You're going to get yourself in a mess. You're going to go in the wrong direction. You're heading in the wrong direction. You're going in a place you don't want to go to. And God says, are you just ready to listen? I, I want to hold my hand out and grab you and lead you in the right direction and direct your life for you this morning. These hands are upon you. These hands will lead you. But also in verse 10, these hands holds us even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me we got a God that created everything a God that can come and lay his hand upon us and save us we have a God that can come and lead us through things that we cannot see we also have a God that's so personal that is in the seasons of life. He has the ability to hold us until the storm passes by. I, I wonder if you can go back into your mind to the moment that you didn't feel like coming to church. You felt dry. You felt empty. You felt like you were about ready to break. But you came anyhow. You came in, the singers were singing, the preacher gets to preaching, the Holy Ghost gets to moving, the place gets to shouting, and in the middle of the worship and in the middle of all that's moving on, God reaches out His hand and wraps around you. The storm is raging on the outside, but you don't care anymore. Because he's holding on to you on the inside. And because you're in his arms, everything's all right. How many times that your child had to be punished for something that they did? <laughs> I'm full of boys. I ain't got but one girl. This one's daddy right here. <laughs> oh, this one right here. <laughs> right here. He know when he done wrong. Because every time he done something wrong, can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> But he would look at you with those big old blue eyes. <laughs> I've got my belt. I'm getting you, boy. I'm going to get <laughs> And he'd start crying. Tears are rolling down. Daddy. Daddy. I didn't mean to do that. 
but he knew he had to get punished. He knew he had to get punished. You can't let kids do what they want to do and not get punished, but you've you got to punish him. But it breaks your heart just as much as it breaks their hearts. Because, you know, you, know you, you, you love your kids. I mean, you love them, but they've got to be punished. God's the same way. When we do something we shouldn't do, <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I understand, son, but you've got to be punished anyway. Sin demands punishment. Sin demands it. But God will always hold you in the palm of his hand. No matter what you go through, no matter how much chastening you get, God will hold you. God ain't, God ain't not say, hey, you made your bed, now lie in it. Now, I don't want nothing to do with you. You're horrible to go. God says, I've got to punish you, but when I do, I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to hold on to you. He holds you in times of trouble, in times of heartaches. You feel like the world's caving in on you. But as soon as he puts his arms around you, it makes it feel better. I have never cried out to my heavenly father that he wasn't willing to wrap his arms around me and put me in his hands and say, it's all right. I'm here. Can you leave this morning knowing the blessings of the hands of God in your life this morning? We see these hands are upon us. We see these hands that lead us. But we see these hands that holds us. Each and every one of us need God in our life. You may say, no, I'm just telling you, there is a day coming. Bible points to that day, the day of the Lord is coming. Look at the world we live in today. It's such a mess. Such a heartache. Such troubles out there. Fighting, rumors of wars, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. It's in the Bible. Tells us, the Bible tells us this stuff. And yet we're not looking for the return of Christ. Just start doing that. You need God. I need God. And he'll hold you in your hand, his hands there. Let us stand this morning.